0: Hi, this is Runa, and you're listening to The Chainsmakers Podcast, where we share tips, insight, tools, and stories from other changemakers designed to motivate you to become the change you want to see in your world. Make sure you join our changemakers community at runamagnus.com forward slash podcast. And now, this is your time to sit back, relax, and enjoy. Elka! Welcome to the Changemakers Podcast. I'm so pleased to have you as our guest. Knowing what uh, you've been doing, or what, I don't know, it's been quite a f- number of years since the last time since we actually originally met, no. uh, which has never been in person. It's always been online, right? Yes. And, and you are one of those people in my network that I think about when. It comes to the life of politicians and mm. the, the world of politics. And the world is, I believe, we're going through such a dramatic time in this space, in and, and, and Asian space and, and, and day, that there's a deeper need for a paradigm shift in the political world than we've seen for a long time and so i wanted to dig into your knowledge and dig into your experience working with so many working in this field for so many years can you share with our audience where you see the political world be today and where you see where is it heading yeah thank you Runa. thank you for
1: asking and for inviting me to this Well, my prognosis and my motto is always, even if it sounds a little bit provocative, political parties are heading towards being a thing of the past. Because imagine political parties came into being in the 17th, 18th century. So they are more than 200... No, 18th, 19th century. So they're more than 200 years old. Yeah. And whilst the world has changed dramatically, I always try to explain it in a way, the world is growing together. And you can see that in every area of life, traveling, what we are doing now, seeing each other a long distance. And the world is growing together everywhere, whereas we tolerate governing ourselves within a system that is meant to be divisive. I mean, it is political party systems It's their nature to be divisive. Mm -hmm. And whilst they may have been a very good uh, solution at the time when it was about representing this branch of people and the other uh, group of people, never about women, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) it, it made sense then. But we are holding tight to this kind of system in a world which has changed so dramatically. And whilst you're doing that, if you hold on to a solution which is outdated, the solution tends to become counterproductive. And that's what we're seeing now. We don't have a competition any longer. We have walls between, in some countries between politicians and the way they treat each other is unbearable for me to watch at time. For you as well, I suppose. So what I'm noticing is that many people, very progressively thinking politicians, independent of their party background, by the way, Mm -hmm. and citizens realise we have to do something about this and we want to do something about this. And that's what I'm watching and observing in Europe at the moment. I'm interviewing the actors who are opening up the party structures, if you like, by including other people into decision making, people who have nothing to do with parties or independently if they like one party or not. So including citizens, including experts in any area of of life. And thus the relevance and the importance of political parties is gradually declining. And I even quote in my forthcoming book and Uh, two leading European politicians who, one of them, Daniel Cohn-Bendit, he um, wrote a book about this. He wrote a book uh, which is called Pour Supprimer les Partis Politiques. It only exists in French, which means let's abolish political parties. Mm -hmm. And former head of uh, government, Michel Rocard, he also said, whilst he was already out of office, well, body structures don't work any longer. So you see that this this realization. But then again, the job of a politician nowadays is so hectic that whilst they are inside that job, they don't take usually the time out to reflect and get the bird's view. And some have started doing it, and that's what I'm so passionate and fascinated about. And I support these people. I coach these people. I connect them across Europe so that they can learn it from each other. And I
0: will soon launch a website on that. Oh wow! So that is really the where we're where we're heading. Is no boxes in politics. You as an individual who. Um, are passionate enough or you have this passion or this purpose that you, you want to see this particular change in your world, in your environment, you step into your power and become that change in the political world. That's what, that's basically what I'm hearing you say. That's the future. Is that how you see the future to be immersing? That's a new paradigm in politics. That's what I would say, yes. For the time
1: being, um, we have a number of differing models, if you like, and you find them at local levels, regional levels, national levels. And uh, there are some platforms on the international level where practitioners come together to exchange best practices. Now, there's still a lot of work to be done obviously yeah. but yeah. some models are already up and running whereas there are other models which are in the experimental phase of course mm-hmm. so what i do is on my website i will depict first and foremost the models that are already up and running and have proved to be successful
0: can you can you share with us some of the, those models that are yeah. yeah
1: happy to very happy to
0: uh, if you like i can share one local
1: and maybe one regional? Yes. Beautiful. Thank you. Let's look at a local model. It's a town in the UK called Froome, F-R-O-M-E, Froome, 25,000 inhabitants. And they thought, well, we have these councillors, they're not really doing a lot in this town, at the city council, they had party politicians as councillors, and they the citizens noticed that they were blocking each other, and there this was, of course, a break to innovation. You can't innovate if you. Don't even come up with a proposal because you think that the other party will say no anyway. So that's what the citizens saw. And they said, well, we need to do something about it. So now in 2011, the UK adopted a a law called Devolution Act which allowed local areas, local communities to form political, a political party, which is called a minor party. That means you don't have to observe all the bureaucratic uh, conditions. and you You just form a minor party. Now, the thing is that in order to get elected for the time being, you still do have to become a party. Nevertheless, I say, They they are trying to get round it. So you see all these ways to get round it. So these citizens did that. Then the citizens said, well, we need to get other citizens on board. And they canvassed by telling the other citizens, hey, we are new to this job. We haven't got a clue how to do it. But one thing we can tell you is we will cooperate with you so that we get this town back to, to flourishing and we can do something together. And they also said, we don't, by the way, we don't have any party program because we always see that party programs don't work anyway because you cannot implement your party program one-on-one because the other party has a different party program. So you Mm -hmm. can't do that. And these citizens were so successful, and they're called the Initiative for Froome, that in the next local elections, they actually won 11 seats out of 17 And since then, we had uh, two more local elections every four years. They won all of them. Second time round, they won all of them. Third time round, again, now this May, they won all of the seats, initiative for Froom, And they say, we don't want to stick there individually too long. So we have a kind of rotation system so that other citizens can get on board as well. That's very important to them. And they bring in, people like you and me, coaches, (laughs) at the city council, because they say, now we don't have two or three party voices here. We have 17 individual voices. So how do we process them? So they bring in a coach or a facilitator who guides them through processes. They, The people I interviewed said, well, we actually literally learned to put ourselves into other people's shoes. Wow. And uh, that's a deep learning. And and they do include other citizens into their work. They have a number of platforms which they use to include the expertise of other citizens. So that is one blooming <laughs> example, flourishing example.
0: Yeah. And has worked regarding to projects have been executed? You know, the, there's this progress in place? Because often you hear the... Well, if we didn't have this, that system, that would mean nothing would happen. You know, they would be just com- consistently just talking about it and no action. So that's not, the, that's not the case.
1: That's not the case here. On the contrary, they realize that they don't have much money. So you realize that the town hasn't got much money. Government reduced the local subsidies mm-hmm. even. So how where can we do that? So they look, what kind of groups... And many social groups, volunteer groups do we already have here? They connected with them and said, "How can we help you so that you raise some money for the purpose that you 're doing?" So they have all, <laughs> it 's like starting in the middle and then spreading out your network in order to involve as many people as you possibly can." which at the same time, all of these models are also telling me we would love to have many more citizens involved than we do have. So that tells you that it is still a starting point, but it's it's there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've seen, now I live in Reykjavik, Iceland, and I've seen that one of the things that I can do as a citizen in Reykjavik is that I can go online and in my, it's called Your Neighborhood, bit of a thing and I can go in there and I can vote for ideas that have come up by citizens I've even created an idea on that platform myself for things to be developed or for things to happen or you know it's really about environment or schools or whatever it is in in my in my own neighborhood and I can vote on it and so that becomes actually like a general vote but of course, you need to empower people and and um, make them realize that they have a voice and they can say it. So the platform is there. Really, it is. And I, I also know when it comes to Reykjavik that every single uh, citizen can see, you know, it, it's very transparent when it comes to their expenses and where where they're putting their money and funds and everything in different projects. So I think that is also really good. But again, citizens have to be aware that they have this access. Do you think in this case, in in your case, what you're just talking about, is that something that is also a possibility? Sorry, I'm stumbling here. I'm thinking of too many things at the same time. (laughs) Do you mean the
1: digital
0: contributions?
1: Yeah. Well, I see that I'd have to look into this model. It's a small town. Um, They probably have something. I can't tell you right out of the top of my head. But what is, of course, important also with digital tools, which are used in bigger areas, for sure, is that not only do citizens have to know that these possibilities exist and they need to be encouraged or encourage each other to take part in that, they also have to know that this is being taken account of. Even if it's not being implemented one on one, then at least they, they need to see that politicians not only take this seriously, but they actually implement something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The results. Otherwise,
1: citizens won't invest their time and energy into these kind of things. And then they
0: need to feel that they are included, like their decision or their vote or whatever, it it matters. Yes. And that it's not just at the time when they go through their general election that they are listening to, you know, that's the old way. That's it. That it's consistently open and, and transparent. Yeah, that is really interesting. Do you see... then? With all systems, when one system is declining and another system is rising, and in this case we're talking about politics, and so exciting to, to, to look at that this way, where do you feel, what, what is the challenge, the real challenge for us to put our energy and our focus on a system that is, I want to say, more human somehow? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, the challenge is to make, from my point of view and from my work, to make this known. Because, I'm, for instance, when I'm invited to talks, it happens that I talk about these models, I explain them the way I just did, and then somebody asks at the end, well, I like your ideas, but how do you ever want to see them implemented? And then I said, thank you very much, but I wished I had such ideas. I'm just talking about something that already exists. Exactly. <laughs> People, um, and and that's normal, if you only follow politics through the traditional media, you won't hear about this. And you know that very well, Luna, with your antel experience some years ago. Uh, I mean, you have to do some research to, to find these things, but they are there are seedlings everywhere right now so that is coming back to your question a real challenge how can we spread the word even more and let those people tell their stories um, um, so that yeah we see that this changes because the thinking I also did an analysis what do these models have in common As I said, they are so diverse, so different, and you find them uh, on these different levels. But what they have in common is that they are opening up towards other people's opinions. They want to co-create rather than to fight something. And you see that in their language too. So what we have in traditional politics is that we're fighting all the time. I mean, political language is a, a language of war. And there's even a research area called political linguistics, which will tell you that. (laughs) And what we do all the time in traditional politics is also define what we no longer want. So we fight crime, we fight the financial crisis, we fight climate change. So that means that collectively we are focusing on the problem and the brain is incapable of at the same time focusing on the problem and seeing any kind of solution yeah what you see in these new models is that they say well if we want to co-create together then we need to define where do we want to go mm-hmm.
0: what results do we want to achieve and that's what they do yeah isn't that lovely <laughs> yeah it is and so basically creating your focus point and then placing your energy to that focus which exactly. is and, and yeah and we're where your focus is, where your attention is, that's where energy goes. So when you t- your attention is on the fight and what is, it's, this, is this is just a typical boxing th- box conversation when I think about it. You know, it's really about consistently talking about what makes us different or, or what are we fighting for rather than how can we put our heads together in, in a way that we all also feel that we created it. This is yeah. a human thing to feel, hey, I, I was part of that. Yes. Um, I think it, and when, I, and when I think about going back to the debate that we're looking at at the, at the uh, in, in politics in Reykjavik in particularly, it, it's just, you know, it's really into those, the opposite group is basically just like they feel that's their role to be opposite. That's it. And that's yeah. that's
1: systemic. I mean, the, the, that's the nature of that system. You're not yeah. supposed to
0: be best friends with the other part. No, No, exactly. And 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 you kind of and it makes everyone that is not just really into passionately into politics, uh, to that, that it just makes me go, ah, oh, don't want to go there. Just don't, yeah. Don't, yeah, I don't want to put my energy into this. I don't want to. Yeah and which is a pity because there is a there is basically a ground there's a platform where you you that is already available for you to make your stand and to come in with your ideas and to do all these things and so yeah I totally agree with you on that one in when it comes to Europe now I know that you've been working quite a bit with the European Parliament yes Here's a little box question that is popping up in my mind here. Is there a difference between gentes of being open for the new way of doing politics? Do we see both men and women in for that, or do we see more of of either genders? Oh, that's an interesting question.
1: Well, I have actually interviewed... I would almost say more men than women, <laughs> but yeah. they may have, that may have been a coincidence. Yeah. Uh, but I have not noticed that there are many more women than men, so it was not noticeable. I have not done any studies around that. But no, I can't tell you.
0: I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. It's one of the things that we're saying with in and what we've not saying, but what just what we've noticed when we're doing our No More Boxes Breakfast Clubs and looking at the gender the gender box it's uh the the danger of saying women are collaborative and 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 into communication and want to talk things through and all of that and man they are just straightforward you know putting them putting people into boxes because of their gender is dangerous
1: Yes, that's true. But when I look at politics, of course, you have you still have more men yeah, that's as politicians thing. than women, so this may be playing a role. Well,
0: but if, if that's the case at today, and I think that is evolving as well, uh, people come in for who they are, not because of their gender. And if both men and women are saying, okay, I, I want to embrace this part of me that means... I want to be more open to learn how to be collaborative or how to how to co-create. I might not have that as naturally my skills it might be there, but I haven't really tapped into that, and I want to increase that. I also think that's a possibility. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I,
1: I think so too. I think so too. And uh, what I read about because you said the uh, what's the ratio between men and women that many women apparently do not want to go into the traditional politics as we see it because they find it too hard, mm-hmm. too tough, too nasty. So my hope would be that more women might get attracted by the new ways in politics mm, yeah. because that's more natural. I mean, I even interviewed a man, he, he was the mayor of his town, and he <laughs> actually used the word, we need to feminize politics. Yeah, The men who said yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, uh, going into that, what is feminine and what is masculine is a, a whole other conversation. But just adding into it, I think, because language is so powerful. And one of the things that we've seen in the work that we've been doing, just using those two terms is dangerous. Because it goes back to, oh, am I being masculine or am I being feminine? Or am and I now I'm sharing something that is personal for myself because I've not throughout my my life I've not been seen as being feminine. I've seen being masculine, and it is it's not very empowering to hear that that uh, for some reason you don't belong.
1: <laughs> yes. yes, you have
0: to. Yeah. So if we could just use. Whatever that is, that who we are, without grouping it into being either a masculine or feminine, I think that just alone would make life easier for many of us. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Elke, this has been so interesting. Thank you so much for sharing the new paradigm of politics. And thank you for all the work that you are doing in this world enabling people that are passionate about changing their world by doing it in a way that is sustainable and fantastic. Thank you very much. Thank you. Was this podcast of value for you? I sure hope so. If so, feel free to share the love and give us your generous review on iTunes or Stitcher. And remember that you can always go to runamakmus.com to find out more about the changemakers and how we can help you drive the change you want to see in your world.